Welcome everyone to the Genuine Content Podcast with your hosts Jay and Josh. Jay, this is a special episode. It's going to be a heavy one, but we got some help along for the ride, right? Oh yeah, man. It's going to be a a doozy of an episode. Uh, Man, we've been grinding, man. It's our third day in a row recording, man. We had the first recording on Friday, unreleased, so that should be coming soon. We had the bonus episode, the quick take about Kanye and Adidas. So if you guys haven't heard that, definitely give that a listen. That's a every now and then we'll do these one off bonus episodes. The you know, sometimes we just can't wait to talk about that. But then we got this episode, which is the heavy one. So man, the grind doesn't stop, man. We're just trying to grow. I mean, we're about to be four episodes in and we we've only been out of uh I guess when this releases, two weeks. So it's gonna be a good one, man. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that this was like a mustard seed of an idea a month and a half ago, right? And now we kind of have this crazy Star Wars order of movies, right? Where like we start with episode four, we have a bonus episode that's six, we're coming back for another one that's really three. It's crazy, but just rolling with content as we go. But uh, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, she is very near and dear to our circles, our hearts. Uh, Karen, I will let you introduce yourself and where you're from, what you're doing. Talk to us. It's it's great to have you on, first and foremost. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Karen. Um, unfortunately, that is my name. I promise I'm not one. Um, you beat us to it. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm used to it. It's been a great uh, three years of having my name. Um, no, I'm from Miami. Um uh, Y'all know my brother. These are my brother's best friends. So it's really great to have a very heavy discussion with you guys. Um, disclaimer for me, I, I'm well-versed in the topic that we're going to discuss. But obviously, I am not of the community. I am just, I, I, my friends are, family are part of the community. So whatever I say is, it's purely out of love <laughs> merely merely that that's, i appreciate that I and thank you so much for taking the time to join us and I, I think overall you know we definitely want to expand our network and reach different perspectives different communities uh individuals that represent those communities as well and so while our network may not be perfect in that regard we are definitely intentional about expanding it so please, if you do come across this episode and you have a thought and you represent this community and you want to share it, you want to come on and, and talk a little bit further about it. If you want to come on just to, you know, really share your thoughts and opinions to to Jay and I and heck, you know, if Karen says something that you completely agree with and you want to echo that sentiment, by all means, um, we're not going to have a perfect puzzle fit of opinions on this on this topic um but that's kind of the whole beauty of this conversation is that at the end of the day we are all dedicated to growing as people growing towards a more empathetic world a more understanding world and while that doesn't necessarily mean you agree you just know someone's perspective and so that's kind of where we're coming from this is going to be a very heavy topic even for us to kind of go through so i hope everybody kind of understands and knows that uh, but at the end of the day we're willing to do it because we know that we need to and we know that that's just 
the impetus for hopefully a better world moving forward, even if it's just amongst our circles and the 10 to 15 people who follow and and listen on a day-to-day basis. But hey, even if that's one person, even if it's just myself, I'm cool with it a thousand percent. Um, So we do have a topic in the chamber ready for you all, but I want to actually take a little precursor, Karen. You already kind of alluded to it. I want to get into that social dynamic a little bit since we haven't talked to you really heavily since this whole 2020 transition from lockdown and and this whole kind of Karen phenomenon took (laughs) off. Uh, But what were your initial thoughts? Like when someone first said a Karen, right? When that became a noun and not necessarily just an identifier for one person, but like an entire group set of people. Um, (laughs) um, it, it helped in the fact that I've never felt like I represent my name, you know, my brother's name is Mario Enrique. My sister's name is Aerospells, you know, and I'm Karen. <laughs> so it oh, helps snap. in the sense that my name is boring and I've always found it boring. But um, <laughs> the first time someone used it against me, I was like, oh, that's, that hurts. <laughs> like, I get it, though. I, I really do. It's a very, very Anglo name. <laughs> so I, I know you very well, Karen. I'm curious how it was weaponized against you, if if you don't mind me asking or if you're not willing to go there. Oh, no, no, no. That's perfectly fine. Um, it, it, I think it was only used against me that one single time. Um, and I was with like a group of friends and I was like, we were at a restaurant and I was like, man, this is really taking like a really long time. Like this is getting kind of ridiculous. We've been here for 20 minutes and we saw our server, you know, when we walked in and then that's it. We haven't gotten anything since. And so then no one was coming by and I was like, crap, I'm going to have to be that person right now. (laughs) Uh, You showed your ID on the drink, huh? It was the drink order. You had to show your ID and then dang. (laughs) it It was the worst. And I was just like, I'm really sorry. Like I had to go to the manager and I felt so guilty. Like, and then like the, it was a friend of my friend that he was like, you don't really have to be a Karen about this right now. And I was like, okay. Yo. Um, we've been here for like 20 minutes and it's, that's a long time. Like, I just want water. <laughs> like I don't even care about my food. I just want water. Um, and it sucked. It sucked, but I was just like, you know, whatever, at this freaking point, it is what it is, and it's a joke with my friends now, that they're like, we don't want to talk to the manager, can you do it? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Oh my it goodness. Sucked. It sucked. And he was pretty rude about it, and I was just like, well, unfortunately, that's my name. There's really nothing I can do about it. And he's like, well, you're acting like it. And I was like, okay, well, that's funsies for me. <laughs> Are y'all still cool? Yeah. No, I don't hold things against people. I, it's fine. I get it. We're we're part of the generation where we don't want to bother anyone. So like the idea of going up to a manager is a lot for some people. But I get it. I get it. You're trying to be the best of us right now. Yes, I I understand. Right. I I too hate going to managers. I don't like inconveniencing anyone, even if it's a twenty minute wait for water. You were the hero that everyone needed, right? But. but. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got great service. They were just, maybe they should hire more people because they're understaffed. Man, that's a different more- topic that we, we won't even get into. <laughs> yeah, right? I was just thinking about that. I was like, ah, you know, we kind of have that one in the chamber a little bit, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that one for later. But um, Garrett, I appreciate you kind of sharing your story about that. And so, so what are you doing these days? Like, what kind of, I, I guess... What about uh, maybe, maybe his career, maybe it's your social circle that keeps you kind of in the loop of, of some of the ongoings of what we're going to talk about? And just as a, I guess, not to bury the lead, we're going to talk a lot about J.K. Rowling. We're going to talk about, you know, her recent comments that have come under fire um, that are have been perceived as transphobic in nature Um and we're going to go into we're going to deep we're going to take a deep dive into what those comments were, what some of the pushback and the backlashes have been. Of course, there's new video game out, Hogwarts Legacy, that everybody's kind of gravitated to. It's been a very popular game, but there's obviously a lot of pushback and a lot of push to cancel not just J.K. Rowling, but boycott the game and all uh, Harry Potter related content. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. And so I'm curious, Karen, like. Where has your walk of life kind of gotten you to where like you are very familiar and by and large way more conscious about these social conditions than many could be? Yeah. Um well ever since I was in high school, um I've had a really strong stance on protecting and preserving people's mental health. Um so I was part of these groups and these communities since high school and I'm also part of the arts community so I'm in theater so it's it's a giant LGBTQIA community is really what it is so you meet so many people in all walks of life all the time and um, you get to talking because we're kind of an open book artists. We're like, we're, we, we are an open book. There's nothing that we hide from anyone ever. Um, I think that's kind of like the ego in us is that we want everyone to know everything about us 24 seven. So you get to talk to so many people. And then when they hear things about JK Rowling and they'll post it on their social media and then you'll see their opinions and then you're like, Oh wow. Okay. I never thought of that. Or, I think they're wrong or, oh my God, they're so right. And then, you know, you slowly, as you befriend all these people in the arts community, you start to talk to their friends and their family and you start to go to shows like drag shows and you you get to experience all these things and talk to all these people. And you kind of just, lack of a better term, you just, you know, don't be an asshole and you accept everyone for who they are and um that's that's why i'm part of this i why i participate in this community even though i'm not a part of it um so yeah jk rowling is a very sensitive topic amongst my loved ones and i so i guess i give a little background josh like why don't you let people know what exactly did jk rowling do or say um, i want to say this started what back in 2020 Yes. Like when the first comments were said. Yes. So in 2020, um, J.K. Rowling 
was heavily trending on Twitter after mocking a headline from a magazine. Obviously, this is online. Um, And so she responded to the headline on Twitter. And the major headline had the term people who menstruate. Obviously, intent to be a very inclusive topic uh, for women, trans women as a whole. And it seemed as though J.K. Rowling took, I don't want to say offense because I don't want to put that word and that imagery in her head and perspective. I don't know her personally, but she definitely criticized that comment. And I will quote that right now. Um, People who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wombin, Wimpund, Woomund. And obviously, you can see very, very quickly how that could cause some controversy just because of the sheer tonality of the comments itself. But now there's there's almost an ecosystem of opinions based on it, right? There's one side of the spectrum who is heavily offended by it, who considers it transphobic. There's another side who finds it empowering, who found the article headline and the supposed inclusiveness of the content and the headline and the term of people who menstruate to be very invalidating of sorts. And then there's just the rest of the world who are very ignorant and out of loop and just want to understand what's going on so that they're better informed about how to move forward and proceed. Karen, I want to start with you. Like, What were your thoughts on the post itself, then the comments, and then what next? Okay. Um, first of all, I, I can't speak on her being transphobic. I think she really thinks she, uh, has helped or has supported rather the trans community. I do see it as a transphobic comments. Um, just cause you menstruate doesn't mean you're a woman, you know, that's part of your gender identity. And also If you ask anyone what does it mean to be a woman, they're going to give you a variety of, right, like, feminine qualities. But why does that make you a woman? You know? Like, her comments on people who menstruate being women is just not true. Like, it's it's just not. I understand that there's people that believe there are only two genders, um, even though they completely ignore non-binary people but it's fine um and studies have shown that there's not only two genders um and i think she caused a lot of harm by doubling down on her opinion and i think she should have probably been a little bit more open to people's opinions and to people saying hey i was really offended and deeply hurt by this and i have loved you and have read all your books and all this stuff and you're just like well okay and um and it sucks that she is still doubling down after three years 
she's still saying, yep, I'm right. I don't care if I've hurt anyone, but what I say goes. Um, and it's not like she's going to have much consequence, right? Like she has the Harry Potter world. Like that is, that is her thing. So I, I don't see there being a consequence to her comments, which is really rather unfortunate. She has not lost that I know of. She hasn't lost anything because of this. I guess probably support and love from people that she's known for a million years and are not backing her and are criticizing her. But I don't see anything happening with her comments other than people being angry, which it sucks because she really did cause quite a bit of harm to the trans community with this. She really did. Like her opinion has polarized people she loves people that posted on social media and then their loved ones comment and then they realize oh no my loved one is actually against trans people it's caused arguments it's it's just like it's an effect it's it's like a little trickle down effect and people don't realize that their words are that harmful that it's a worldwide thing so what is next uh honestly i don't think anything personally but i'm happy that because her comments were so so popular and went so viral that people are able to have open discussions on what being trans and being part of the trans community is so at least we have that and that's cool so uh, unfortunately something as bad as this has brought some light but it's brought mostly negativity and that's what sucks So I, if I have it correctly, and I, I really appreciate the bird's eye view perspective that you put on it, like if you're looking holistically at society, right, it's not just about the one person that you've impacted. It's the snowball effect that may or may not have transpired based on those comments. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody may obviously find it hurtful, offensive, speak on it, and then something might happen to them because someone in their circle may not have been as familiar with their walk of life. And then now they have to kind of negotiate that with their peers or what have you. And that could cause something cataclysmic. Um, And then there's just the, there's the, there's also that aspect of, can you not see another side of it? As yeah. well, that kind of comes into play. Um, but, Jay, I, I mean, I think a lot of it has come back into headlines, back into recent articles, back into media outlets of, of all sorts, largely in part because, obviously, like the Wizarding World uh, movies have still kind of gone on, but now the the brand new video game of Hogwarts Legacy has recently come out. There's been a lot of social media driven pushback to boycott the game, boycott all things Harry Potter. There's been articles negatively criticizing the game because uh they feel as though the representation of LGBTQ plus IA was not even represented properly 
amongst other acts of discrimination in the movie, there's a lot of bias one way or another. I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as the gaming, the platform, the comments as well, and how that influences gaming overall, like kind of as a community. Okay, so that was a lot of information. Uh, I appreciate Karen's perspective because I'm still learning about this. This is just so it's a heavy I'm taking topic. Notes, Karen, I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> like you have no idea. That's good. That's great. So I don't. I personally don't know anyone. Like I know people who are gay and lesbian. I don't know any uh, anyone in the trans community. So like you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. Um, I'm still trying to learn. Um, another disclaimer is I'm like very huge Harry Potter fan. Like I read all the books, saw the movies. I I'm such I I'm such a nerd that when the when the Deathly Hollows like the the part two came out and I was in college at the time, I drove all the way to Orlando because oh. Orlando had like the biggest IMAX at the time. So this is what 2011, 2012. I went there because I had to see this movie, and like I have this love for Harry Potter now. It started back in elementary school. I read the play, the new one, Fantastic Beasts. I watched them. Nah, they're mid, but uh, so, and then I, I played the video game. The, the movie so, buff like, aspect comes through. <laughs> oh, at least once this episode. Oh yeah. So like again, I love Harry Potter. Uh, so I just want to put that disclaimer in case anyone thinks that whatever I'm gonna, like whatever I'm going to say is based on that. I don't care for J.K. Rowling at all like i don't care about her i just care about harry potter and like the like the universe that she created like i love universal studios and the rides and such so um i guess when 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 she said the comments back in 2020 i i, I think there was a, a lot of outcry and there it kind of died out like most things and the only reason it came back is because of the whole hogwarts legacy thing like the game was in production for years it was supposed to come out last year got delayed came out this month in February, we've been playing it. And so, they, of course, the discussion came back. And I guess um, I could be wrong, but it seems like the discussion, out of everything she said, it boils down to trans women aren't women. Is that, I think, am I right? Is that what, like, yes. kind of what the community is going for? Okay. So yes. I just want to make sure I didn't want to misinterpret anything. Yes, so trans like, women, correct. So in regards to that, like, Josh, you want to know how I feel just about what J.K. Rowling said in general and then, like, the gaming community, correct? Yeah, so So. at the end of the day, I mean, you've seen, like, a lot of, and we just had this episode about cancel culture, right? And so if you really, if we just kind of keep this continuum going, there's been a lot of, I would say, almost pseudo-cancellation, but not really, about the game itself. Then there's been, of course complete negative bias criticism of the game itself based on the comments i got it so i guess my answer is gonna be twofold so the, i'm gonna go i'll go with the first part in, in, in regards to what she said so um i i see exactly where she's coming from um at this point whether i agree or disagree with what she says i you know there's just so much information i'm still learning i don't know where exactly where i stand i but I, I understand exactly where she's coming from and it, i guess i think what you told me offline like she's coming from the feminist perspective 
And um, I think the difference between what J.K. Rowling said and then, like, in our previous episode, like, what Dave Chappelle said, if I read it right, J.K. Rowling basically is coming saying that sex is biological. Um, there's only two sexes, either you're male or female. So I get that. I understand that. I know with Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle was like, I feel like he was completely wrong. Where he says, I think it was in the Closer uh, special, where he says gender is fact gender is biological and i'm like well no you know gender fluid like that th- th- i think that was the difference where i i agree like i understand completely that like, gender fluid like i understand like all of the different identifications and such and the pronouns i understand that but sex that's where i'm like mm, i think there's only one was one or the other so this is where dave you're wrong and then jk rowling i understand what you're saying and I get where the trans community, you know, they're offended because, you know, they believe that trans women are women. And I see it from the different, from the other side where we're seeing how the trans community is offended. But I know a lot of female born persons. I can't, I can't, I don't even know what to say. That's not like incorrect. now. It would be like FTM. So female to male transition. No, 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 I'm saying like a, like a person born female, like, like a female oh, who's okay. identifies a female. That like, would. <laughs> like cisgender. Like, okay. like cisgender. Right. There, there you go. <laughs> yes, there you go. You. So, so I, like, I have, co- I have no, friends. You're right. You're right. I have friends and coworkers and, you know, the reason why this topic came up is like, okay, like Harry, like the game come out, came out. So everyone's talking about just the, the uh, what she said again. And you know what? They're offended. Not because of what, how transgender people are feeling, but we're kind of diluting and like, like you're, you're, you're devaluing. That's the word I want to go. Devaluing what it means to be a woman. Like, like, I'm a woman. I was born this way. This is how I identify and such. And I have these things that make me a woman. A woman. And because you say... I'm a transgender woman, so that makes me a woman. Like they, a lot of them feel devalued, and I think well, a lot of things can be solved by conversation. But I think with 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 the transgender community, they're feeling this way. But we're like, I I have yet to even read or see like in a proper way. Like, what's the other side? Like, what are actually women feeling? Like, you know, like if I if I'm a man, like I'm a man, cisgender male. I guess that's how the proper way to identify me, and then. I have a person born a woman transitions to male, and it's like, well, I'm a man. And it's like, oh, like I, I don't know because like, there's just just different aspects to it. Like you, you want to say trans women are women for this reason. Uh, I'm no less of a woman, even though I'm trans. But then, the, well, I how I will come back is like, well, I understand you want to identify as a woman, but like you kind of have an, an identification, like you identify as a trans woman. And like this person's trans, uh, identifying as a woman, and I understand what your feelings are, but then you're whatever your feeling is is kind of devaluing what she feels, and we're not looking at that part. Like what, like how come my feelings aren't validated, but I have to validate yours? And I think that's where it's become a little bit dangerous. We're just not looking at both sides, and like I know people like have a lot of nursing friends, and you know they see it through. They have to see medically. Like if I ask you certain questions, you have to answer me. You're either male or female and you might get offended. But the reason I ask you this not to offend you anyway is because 
depending on your answer, depends on how I treat you. So you could be a transgender woman, but if you were born male, I have to treat you as a male. Not for discriminatory reasons, but because of biology, like certain things work for the male, born male and born females. So when I see from that point of view, it's like, oh, it's iffy. So like, I think, again, I think there's a difference between sex and gender. And I think we have to separate it that way. And then kind of in regards to the gaming world, um, I think now uh, with the gaming community, it's uh, it leans very liberal. Uh, A lot of game gaming companies are like in California or like Canada, uh, Europe. Those are all liberal places. Um, So they want to be very they, they a lot of them want to be very PC on it, like very political, like, you know, uh, transgender lives man, um, uh, matters, trans women are women, they said this, we're not going to support the game. Uh, we, we refuse to take your money and support J.K. Rowling. Whatever, that's your call. My problem is, is uh, they still found ways to m- use her marketing for, the, for their dollar, for their pockets. And uh, how I say, uh, why I say this is they refuse to cover the game, review the game, but when the time came, when the week of the game came out, it's, we're not going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy, or we're not going to review Hogwarts Legacy, but I'm going to say why I'm not going to talk about it, or I'm going to say why I feel this way, or why it's getting all these reviews. You're still using Hogwarts Legacy, you're still using J.K. Rowling for your bottom line, and it kind of goes into what we talked about in our bonus episode, like Money Talks, and they realize that Hogwarts Legacy made $12 million in two weeks because Harry Potter is such a popular brand. Well, that and was sold to 12 million copies. 12, right? 12 million copies. And that's like, we're talking about like $60, $70 a copy. $60 minimum a copy. So like you could do the math there. And uh, it just, it's sad because whatever, how you feel, stick to it. But a lot of people stole their souls because they want to make that money regardless. Why you know, if you didn't if you didn't want to talk about J.K. Rowling, you just support J.K. Rowling, that's perfectly fine. Don't try to weasel your way into it. I think that's my issue. And like my, my biggest issue is that and like I don't think we're talking to each other and we we just don't see both sides. Like women don't feel like they they, they feel devalued. And we're really living in a society where women are devalued. Like like history has shown that. So we're just devaluing them even more because they feel like, well, you're a trans woman. That's your identification. I'm a woman. Like we have to separate you. You just can't join everything. Like we have to have some type of closure in our, in our identification. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult. I'm trying to say like, not the wrong things, but I'm trying to like say what, how I feel as well. Okay. Jay, I mean, I think there's just a there is a plethora of information and and growth that all of us have to have when it comes to understanding this community and understanding. I I guess the ins and outs of of even the terminology as it's seemingly changing a lot. I've I mean, I've seen different terms that are seemingly inclusive that have a lot of pushback associated with them. Um, I think it's on a lot of us to do our due diligence to at least get to a point where we are willing 
to understand. And I'm taken back to like a an old theory that I had learned in, in my master's. And this was the diffusion of innovations theory and not to nerd out completely, but basically there's several levels, right? There's innovators, then there's early adopters, uh, early majority, late minority, or late majority, excuse me, and then like complete laggards, right? And so each stage represents your ability or your willingness to understand, internalize either a different idea, a different mode of technology, for instance, perspective or viewpoint. And it's always the innovators and early adopters who are in like the lowest percentage portions, meaning it takes the longest amount of time, meaning it takes a long time for to get everybody on the same page of whatever the idea or the concept is. The biggest categories of people are usually early and late majorities and then laggards, right? So the bottom portion, or it just takes more time for people. More people are not necessarily willing to just adopt something without having as much information as possible. And so things get convoluted. People are trying to get information. Information changes. People are unwilling to have these conversations because cancellation is a thing. You don't want to put yourself out there. But then there's also just deeply rooted biases on it, too. And so, Karen, I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as all of our comments, I guess, at this point, when it comes to the game itself, maybe. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the game, but like perceived instance of. So there's there's like a pseudo ally kind of category of this to what Jay's point was, where. You say you're not you say you're going you're not going to support the game, but then you kind of in backwards way do it. If that makes sense? Yeah. My thing with this is um I don't ever believe you should cancel the world as a whole. Why? Because it's not just JK Rowling. It's the writers, it's the graphic designers, it's the marketing team, it's the voice actors, it's it's everyone involved in the gaming world. And I think people in the gaming world who say things like, we're not going to talk about the game today, are completely aware of this. So in them, indirectly, like, speaking about this game... At least they're kind of supporting it. And they realize that the game, like, it's not just J.K. Rowling. They just don't want to support the game because they don't want to speak any kind of positive light on her. So I'm sure some of them are aware that this affects more than just her. And so that's why they're like, I'm not going to speak on it, but whatever. That's my stance on that, though. So, so Karen, I have a I have a question. I actually have two questions, but I want to go with this since we're talking about the game. Um, so let's just say a lot of people are going or are asking to cancel the game, and you gave a good reason why you shouldn't because it's it's, it's bigger than J.K. Um, but for example, like me and Josh were, Josh has no history with Harry Potter. I do, and many was would. 
call us out for even playing the game because okay. as some way in some way we're supporting we're supporting jk rowling the monster and i guess how i see it is uh, two things is like one like are me and josh even wrong for like playing this game uh for, for whatever reasons and then two um can i have a different point of view than you and still be an ally like in regards to that because like i support the trans community but like for example like let's just say i agree with you know i agree with jk and say you know uh, trans women aren't women like i don't believe that but i fully support trans the trans community and with that whatever i support your livelihood uh, i support all the rights you deserve you know just on a human rights perspective i just don't i just don't think this like can i even be an, can can i can be considered an ally or is that just transphobic or, or whatever so for the first question i since i don't believe in canceling an entire community no I, I, I think it's fine if you buy the game. It it's unfortunate. It's the nature of the beast. Like if you buy this game, inherently you're going to support J.K. Rowling, and that's really unfortunate. But you're also paying people's salaries. Like you're not putting people in the poverty line that have worked really really hard on this game, because she's just the writer. She's just the creator of the world. She's nothing more. No offense. Has nothing to do, has nothing to do with the game. She is just her. It's her IP. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, personally, me, I, you should buy the game. Right. We saw it, for example, with with Sonic the movie. Right. The the Hedgehog. Let's go, Sonic. Exactly. We saw what it an that. initial start to that movie. My goodness. <laughs> exactly. Poor, these poor designers that were told that this is how Sonic should look. They were attacked so much for it, and they were forced into changing the game. Fantastic on their end for actually listening to the fans. And, like, the thing with this game is it's not fair for you not to buy the game just because of one person. It really sucks that she is, you know, the head honcho in this game, and she's the creator of this world, but, like, put food in people's mouths. That's that's what I think. Um, in regards to the other one no i don't think you're an ally if you're putting butts to me as a person so like yeah i support you transitioning but i don't believe you're a woman that's crazy like that's for me i wouldn't consider you an ally if you're like yeah you have rights but also you're just kind of a different kind of woman. You're not a woman. Okay. I like that kind of argument. Um, you have the trans community who feel this way, but now you're saying you, I'm, I'm pointing you at, you know, you're, you're the example. Mm-hmm. You're labeled as a birthing person or a person who menstruate. Right. So that's to me, I find like I, people do find that offensive. I think that is offensive. And now, for the same way, well, if you're calling, let's just say I'm I'm you, and you're calling me a birthing person, now I don't consider you an ally because you're now you now you're doing a butt to me. Because now, yeah, you're 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 a birthing person, or it's 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 so much like now you, now you're doing the same thing to me. So it's like now if you're telling me that I can't be an ally because I kind of agree with J.K. Well, I don't think you're an ally too. 
cisgender women. So it's iffy. There's no, like, I feel like there's like no rules to this. So I don't believe you're not an ally because you agree with JK Rowling. I oh, no, I, no, I'm just saying, I was just doing, you know, stuff like that. That like, if you, you agree with JK, that's, that's personally on you. Um, I, I believe you're actively not an ally. when you agree with someone that's harming a community, right? So she is hmm. directly harming a community. She's not taking in any criticism. She's not, no constructive criticism. Nothing is getting through her brain. She is doubling down until this day. She is getting on a podcast and doubling down on what she said three years ago. So That's my problem with JK. Not, for me, it's, I don't even have a whole problem with what she said. Her PR team sucks. Like, you should have just let this go a long time ago. Like, how you feel is how you feel. I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't, right? Because there's there's an awareness piece to this equation, right? The more she talks, the more people listen. She brings listeners, right? And so if people are in a position where they can respond with their grievances, with their outcries, with their... And I don't want to even... I hate that I said outcries because that sounds like a very powerless dynamic, but just criticism of what is going on, then at least she's providing a platform for people to voice their opinions and being completely negative about it, right? And for me, I've always been on the opinion that, especially when it comes to gender, if you're not validating the person for who they are and who they believe, then there's no validation at all. There's no support. And so it's, it's not even about ally, non-ally. It's just human to human. Also, I don't know, man. I, I mean, sorry, Karen, but like... No, go ahead, go ahead. No, like for this, like, like you say that and then like a good example is something that's happening in Florida. It's like, so you... We have the trans women who say they're women. Okay. I'm going to use this example because it's true. And trans men, of and course. Tra- well, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just, uh, in, 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 in respect to like the whole J.K. Rowling thing, we're using trans women. So, uh, sports. That's a hot topic right now. People who identify as women should play women's sports. And that's iffy, right? Because you have someone born male identifies as female and you are going to play a female sport and like i i can't get with it because biologically there's 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 difference there's big differences between my body and, and a female born body um huge differences i have for the for the most part i will have a physical advantage over you whether it's playing for fun or playing competitively. And we saw this already. It was last year where a transgender female, she was um, in a swim meet and she dominated female born people. And it's, so, that's, that's bad. Like, like th- th- that's the danger. And then, like, it, it, it sounds funny when Dave Chappelle said it. Well, it was like, well, well, if LeBron becomes a woman, he can dominate the WNBA. Like, it's just like, go ahead. Hold on. So, 
we're talking. I can't think of her name, but it's it's the 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 woman with the with the curly brown hair, right? The swimmer that we're talking about. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I don't think so. I think I think we're talking about a different one because I, I mean it happened multiple times already. Okay, so if I, for example, the first the first big one was it was a white woman with like she had brown hair and she she dominated a race and they went on this whole thing because she's a trans woman and she won and that's so unfair. However, she had placed sixth place or sixteenth place. It was like this she lost in a few match whatever you want to call it, in a few meets before that. And they were so focused on this one that she dominated in that they completely ignored all the ones that she lost previously and lost, like really lost. So when you think about trans people being in sports, you think about trans women being in sports and how they dominate, whatever. And why is that fair? And like, why is it a big deal? I'm so sorry, but like, I want to be challenged. Personally, me, when I was in a sport, I played with the opposite gender all the time. It wasn't an issue. I didn't oh, care no, yeah. that they had any kind of advantage towards me, which that could hold be a whole different discussion. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Get no, yeah. this. no, but no, I, I hear. No, I hear because like me, and Josh play basketball, and of course, there's always few. There's few girls that play. But the problem was you played them different. Unfortunately, we we played like it's not like we we weren't physical with them. Like we, it was kind of lax to get days ago. Defense on them, we kind of let them shoot. And I'm not saying that, of course, the person always going to dominate, but you got to admit there's there's physical differences. Like I will have stronger muscles or bones or height. Like, there's always things that someone born a male will have an advantage. Now, whether that comes into fruition, I I like if if you and me are the same size and we take no no different hormones and we work out and eat the same, I probably will grow more muscles. Because that's how biology works. And I'm just saying that. I'm just saying like there's, there are some type of advantages. Whether whether the person takes advantage of the advantage, that's really on you. Skill can also prevail, anytime. So sure. Jay, this is the top. This is the take that I have for this. Right, sports. In the grand scheme of the world, is a microcosm of a microcosm of a microcosm. At the end of the day, I don't think it matters that much to where I I get how monetized sports can be. Everyone wants to regulate the competitive nature of it. I just think at the end of the day, eventually we'll get to that point where it's going to be fine, at least as far as public opinion. I really think we're going to get there. And I have no problems with that natural progression. As far as competitiveness, I push back on that because oftentimes men just have more resources. Like, have you like the? Did you see the WNBA locker rooms compared to NBA locker rooms? That that was a travesty. And so, how are you going to expect people to train the same way if you don't have the same training equipment or the same training resources? So, at, at the end of the day, that person who made the transition had more resources on the front end probably but at the end of the day competitiveness is going to catch up 
Yeah, but it, it kind of comes where, where I say with Karen, if everything's equal, my body will give me a, 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 a physical advantage. We're, we're, if everything's the same, if we work out the same, eat the same, biologically, I, I, I will grow more muscles. My, my bones probably be stronger. I might be taller. You that the thing is, unfortunately, that's you can't deny that even with hormone therapy. Uh, I pro I just might grow taller, and depending on the sport, that may be an advantage, or I might get more muscles. We, we might be working out the same, and we and just imagine we do everything the same, and I can squat 600 pounds, and she can only get to 300, 400. And but everything's the same except what's inside of us. But from a that's transition the, standpoint. Is it like I have no idea if that remains the same? I have no clue. I guess it just depends on the nature of the transition itself. Maybe. I yeah, but like, okay. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about transgender. We're not talking about transsexual. If you're talking about, if you're talking about transgender and like what Karen kind of told us a little bit was like kind of how you identify. That that's where it becomes that's where it becomes a little bit iffy, because you if, if I identify. As a female, and I and I start the transition as that, and I do all the pronouns, I do such like that. I'm not taking any. I'm not transitioning sex. Like, like, like I'm not becoming transsexual. Then I still have that advantage. I think that's where people are kind of having the separation between like trans women or women. I use it, that's what I'm reading. That's what I'm reading from. So I I have one I have one more counterpoint, and then Karen, I, I definitely want you to jump in if you have a take. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I think sports is a microcosm of a microcosm of this whole thing, right? There's been other arguments. There's been other controversies regarding bathroom use, other sorts of, you know, elements of this validation process, right? Whether, you know, whoever identifies as what, can they do what they feel they are inclined or what they should be doing, right? There's many different things besides sports. And so if you're not going to invalidate one, are you even invalidating any of them? Mm-hmm. Or are you validating any of them, right? Like, like I said, sports is such a small piece of the entire human puzzle. I get it when it comes to competition that people gravitate towards it. It's big money. It's big entertainment, but at the same time, it's still very much a microcosm of the world itself, right? And if there is a group of people who identify a certain way and validation for it is to allow them to compete, to do whatever is associated with that particular gender, why not? I... I personally am not scared of that <laughs> at all. So I welcome it. I, in a lot of ways, I feel like my opinion on it is whether or not trans women or women, trans men or men is really kind of null and void. I don't want to ex- abstain, but it's not my opinion to have. It's the individual's opinion to have. It's the individual's heart and spirit to have. But that's just a me thing. I get where it becomes tricky in policy, at least at this particular juncture. But I, I like I said, I see a world where it just kind of transitions, and it's just going to take some time to do it. 
my thoughts on it is like, sure, we can talk about sports and sure, we can, we can talk days on, on advantage of supposed, the supposed advantage of, of trans women in sports. But like, first of all, you have to think about what it is to be trans, what is to be considered trans what it is to actually go through the transition if you decide to, because as I said before, being trans doesn't necessarily mean that you're going through the transition, right? So it just means you identify as a trans person. So mental health wise, the fact that they were able to get to this point where they're able to identify as trans is phenomenal. Like in the United States, over 50% of trans people, for example, have contemplated suicide, right? So, like, the fact that they're even able to get to the point where they're like, yep, this is me, this is how I identify, is amazing, and it's huge. And I think that's so important to talk about before we even start going into how the trans community supposedly influences competition. Like, that's it's completely nuanced and I think it's completely unfair to invalidate someone's desire to do something just because they're trans. I just, I think that's unfair. And that's my opinion on that. I, I think it's, it's frankly kind of BS that we shouldn't let these people identify as a specific gender just because they are this and a gender. Like, just because I'm a trans woman, I can't be a woman. Like, why? And also, why does that affect you? Like, why does that affect your life, your lifestyle? Why does that affect how you raise a family? Why does that affect how you treat people? Like, why does it matter? Like, if I identify as this, I'm not hurting anyone. I just want to be myself. And I want to be accepted. And I want to be loved for who I am. I do you care what I Man, do I've, my life? I've been saying that for years. <laughs> like, I, like, like not, I'm not going to try to change the topic or anything. But, like, especially with, like, gays and lesbians. Like, I have gays and lesbian friends and families. And I'm like... <laughs> Whatever they do, like it shouldn't bother you because, like, if they're not doing anything to you, whatever. Like, I've been saying that forever. Just, well, you know, of course, it's culture, religion, whatever reason why. Um, but kind of going back to what you're saying, both of what both of you guys are saying. Like, I have a daughter coming up, uh, so I'm I, I'm gonna see it as in uh, in regards to like a father, a future father. I don't know how I feel about like my daughter wanted to play sports and then like someone who was a born male transitioning to female. Like, I don't know how I feel just in regards to sports, just in regards to like, just, just just that in general, because I'm like, to me, it's like, man, I don't know if my daughter has a, like a even playing field. Like, so now I'm just thinking about the perspective of a parent, which is completely different than what I was, maybe what I would, what I would say a year ago. Mm -hmm. So like, um, and I think, I mean, before we start wrapping this up soon, like, I think we, we never see both sides and trans community is very vocal. You know, more power to that. Like, I, I, I like that fight for your rights and such. Um, but I think uh, how, like, it, 
there's a lot of dangerous mindset. And this is where the vocal minority, me and Josh talked about that, it becomes very vocal and dangerous where you're fighting for a trans right, but then you're kind of devaluing the other side. And and it's like, why can't we just, uh, like, why can't we just sit down and talk about, well, this is how female-born people feel, and this is how trans women feel, and, like, let's come, come together. It's like we're going back and forth. Well, no, I feel this way. You're devaluing me. And it's like, no, well, well I feel this way, too, and you're devaluing me. It's like, oh, we're kind of just not... We're just never talking, and we're and we're, we're very reactive. Like this is something we've been talking about. This happened in 2020. This died. It came back in 2021 because, uh, no, actually it came back in 2022 again when the game was supposed to release, got delayed, and now we're talking about it again. So it's like okay, we had three years to have some real dialogue, and nothing happened, and un- unfortunately. This game is going to start dying out because um, in video games, I think they say like the first month is when you receive most of your profit. So that's when most people are buying stuff. You're, you're seeing on shows. Like you're always going to see it on shows, but that's when, that's when you're going to be part of the conversation and you're talking about it. You're probably doing research. You want to see how am I going to do this and that in the game. And then, of course, that's what we're going to keep talking about, the J.K. Rowling thing. What's going to happen in, in April? Well, no one's talking about it anymore. So since, since no one's talking about J.K. Rowling and Hogwarts Legacy, well, this conversation unfortunately kind of dies out. So, okay, so here's this going to be my only take on this. The reason why in the United States, I can only speak in the United States, I can't speak of anything else. The attack on the trans community currently in the United States is very, 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 it is tough. Right. They are creating laws. They're creating so much against the trans community. So I understand why in the United States specifically, they are against this game. I get it because they connect this game to J.K. Rowling and trans um, and like transphobic comments. So I completely get why here it's so difficult to support this game coming out. No, you're right. It's definitely a U.S. thing. Because when I went to Thailand, and they, they treat transgender, the transgender community different. Like, you, you guys both saw uh, Hangover 2. Yeah. I know Josh did. What was the right. joke? They call, they call it Bangkok for a reason? <laughs> well. <laughs> doesn't, oh, that would have been. So, so I knew that. You know, the trans community. And, and when I went there, I went there, what, 2016, 20, no, I think 2017, 2018, I, I went to Thailand. And you can see a show. They call themselves The Lady Boys. <laughs> and, man, like, I, hey. I, you know, I heard rumors. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I got to see if what, what, what the hangover said was, was right. I got to see if it's true. And as we're in downtown Thailand and we're in Bangkok, downtown Bangkok, I'm like, oh, this is The Lady Boy show. We got to see this. We got to see this. And like, you saw the difference, the different transition between them. Like you can see maybe like a group of them who was probably first transitioning, the the beginning of the transition phase, like Karen was alluding to. But then as the show, like it's probably like two hours, you will see like the final act. Kid you not, man. I thought that was like Beyonce a bit. Like (laughs) the way that person dressed to how she danced, she was killing it. And it was, and Again, I'm open, liberal. I did, like I knew what I was getting myself into, and I liked. It. I was like, "This is fun." 
this is one uh, transgender woman was trying to have fun with people um giving a kiss on the cheek i said well i'm already here i'm, I'm here like i'm in like i'm having a good time and then people i, I was with they weren't about it <laughs> they were you could tell in the difference of their culture that was like i didn't know what lady boys were and if i did i probably wouldn't have gone which i, I get that but i'm like with a name like lady boys i use your imagination on that but it was cool like we took pictures and everything i thought it was real cool but like yeah I don't hear anything bad about like trans transgender community in Thailand. Uh, everyone I've know was like, yeah, like what you what you said is true about the lady boys, and you see them around downtown. They walk like it's nothing. It's it's, it's beyond the show. It's like they're just walking around, and it's, it's very very high over there. So completely right. I haven't noticed that in different countries I've visited, but I know it's very prominent in Thailand. So Jay, you spoke on something that I had heard from a mentor a long, long time ago, and it. It goes to show you just how important it is to be abroad and, and get out in the world and learn different perspectives, right? And what he told me was, how can you know about the world if you're just sitting in the kitchen? Like, there's, there's so much more than just the country that you're born in, the state that you were raised in, the city that you lived in. How are you ever going to know anything else beyond the four walls in your house if you never got out of it really and so there's there's a whole plethora of perspectives ideas ideals philosophical takes philosophical understandings how are you ever going to know a thing unless you get out there and you you take the opportunity to at least be open to a new perspective and you don't necessarily have to adopt it for yourself, right? But at the end of the day, you're only going to see things with a tunnel vision-esque perspective if that is all you've ever seen, if that is all you're willing to see, and that is all you're willing to think is absolute. There's no such thing as absolute. It... But Karen, I thank you so much for taking the time to, to hang in the paint with us a little bit. You have definitely educated us a lot. We've learned a lot through this conversation, I feel. We have- Yeah, de definitely on and off. Yeah. Even, even off air, we, when we talked, when we were speaking before, we learned a lot just, just in that first three minutes. I wrote pages of things to keep in mind, like when I'm moving forward. And I mean, my I'm in public health and I've, seeing a lot of literature about the disparities that's facing the transgender community from an access to care standpoint, from a respect level. There's literally qualitative data regarding respect in regards to care. That invalidation process is very serious. Uh, it's very tough to navigate. And I just hope that moving forward, there's at least more information to treat people as they are, who they are, and, and do it in a way that's equitable, right? Um, Being it's important. who you are shouldn't bother you. And Karen, I, so we don't have the video part on YouTube up right now, but if you don't mind moving your camera just a little bit to that left, it says, be proud of who you are. And <laughs> we are about that. And so if, if you are, are proud of your identity and, and you want to share your thoughts, as far as what we've talked about, please do so. We want to understand. We want to learn. We want to amplify it as well. 
Uh, but this is genuine content. Jay and Josh. Wait, 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 wait Josh. But Josh, before we, we got to give Karen an opportunity to, oh. you know, put, put, put her social media plug. You know, oh. let, let let people know where they can follow her. You know, she might have things going on in Miami in the community. Like, come on, man. I was going to cancel the episode. I was going to give her a whole five seconds, five minutes, five hours of fame, man. Like, how you going to do me? Cut me off. (laughs) Jerk? No. No, all all I'm going to tell anyone is we we have a very, very large LGBTQIA community here in Miami. Go out and support drag shows. Go to Pride. Go to alliance uh, events go to anything where you can actively communicate and share opinions and discussions with people of the trans community and the lgbtqia community i feel like it would make a really really big difference i I, honestly it opens your eyes and even if it doesn't change your mind on certain things at least you tried um and donate to LGBTQIA communities. I could I could have a plethora of resources if you want to talk to me. My Instagram handle is very long, so just imagine. We'll put it on the we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the podcast. Don't worry. Sure. Uh, flex it. Flex it, Karen. Flex it, Karen. We we got time. <laughs> have a discussion with me. Talk to people of the community. Speak to them. They they're wonderful and they have very important and, and prominent stories. And we Miami has a very very large history of people working against these communities and now actively working with them. So that's it. That's my plug. Hey, Karen's right, man. I, I, I've been to Gay Pride. Actually, I went to Gay Pride in Miami Beach by accident because I didn't know. But man, it was fun when we went. So uh, Wilson Manor's very strong. Uh, LGBTQ community there. It was fun. It's fun there too. They got some bomb and mac and cheese. Definitely got to go over there too. People don't know. You got to give it a try. Man, so quick story before we wrap. I um, I had a I had an Airbnb when I was going down to Miami, and I I didn't know squat about Wilton Manors, right? And so if if you know, if you're from South Florida, Wilton Manors is like the mecca of South Florida. Yeah, it really is what it is when it goes to. Say it. It's fine. Yeah. Imagine, imagine how Atlanta, how they they say like Atlanta's like the gay black capital. That's like what Wilton Manor is in in Florida. Right. So I pull up in this Airbnb and everybody's like, hey, like everyone's so friendly and inviting. And like, I will admit, like my own initial prejudices and hesitation were just like, well, I got to give it up and just enjoy the moment. And like, and it was such a awesome experience. Like everyone was so friendly. Everyone was so kind. And I just encourage everyone to just have more dialogue, have more experiences because at the end of the day, it's just human-to-human interaction, right? It really is. You know what? Uh, I don't know if Karen wants to come back again, but I would love to have her again in June. Because isn't that Gay Pride Month, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I mean, we can have a, have a topic on that. Because yeah, I, I had a co-worker when I used to work at a different hospital. Um, very, very into the, the gay community there. Educated me a lot about it so 
That's how, like, most of my knowledge definitely came from him. Definitely want to shout out. His name is Alex. I'm not going to say his full name, but because I doubt he's going to listen, but <laughs> he was he's real cool. People definitely educated me a lot about the gay community, and uh, I won't get into it. That's a different conversation we could have off air, but yeah, man, it's the, 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 the community's fun, man. They're fun and they're loving, and I definitely have no problems with them. And if I go to Gay Pride uh, weekend again in Miami Beach, I'm going to have fun. You should come. You should do a Pride. Also, support, support, you know, drag and LGBT communities because they're actively being Lips. working in the state of Florida. Lips and, and for a lot of there you. There you go. <laughs> support it all. And Karen, Karen, you're in theater. So wh- where are you at in theater right now? Like, what can we do to kind of amplify that? Talk to us. Amplify gay stories, honestly. Um, the theater community in, in South Florida is what I can speak on, and they're they're growing and they're showing they're sharing their stories. And we have things like the Trevor Project and Act Against AIDS, and you know we have all these really really big projects that work directly with the LGBT community. And the most I can say is go watch a show that directly supports. Alliance groups and the Trevor Project and all these things because they're very very important. Um, that's really all I can speak on um, because I work for a specific theater right now and I can't really call them out on. I should, but I cannot. It's a safe space <laughs> um, here. Hey. We, we get it. No, 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 in a great but way. Really, rather than call them out, shout them out is what I should have said. Um, oh, okay, no, okay. They're a fantastic theater and it's a. And they really do support um, people in that community. And it's great. Theater is a great thing to get involved with if you want to be, if you're part of this community. Because we are very open and accepting. And that's All it. right. You heard it here. This is the Genuine Content Podcast. Once again, follow us on all major podcast streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Google Play, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. We're also on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at genuine con- at genuine underscore content for Twitter and Facebook. Genuine content podcast on Facebook. Oh, excuse me, genuine con- genuine underscore content on Twitter and IG. Genuine content podcast on Facebook. Let me make sure I get that right before I t- send people to the wrong direction. <laughs> Anywho, I appreciate everybody for taking the time. If you listen to this. Please know that we had a great conversation. It was all about learning. It was all about growth. It was all about understanding different perspectives that we may not have even thought about. We really appreciate Karen for being on this and helping us and and helping us grow as people on this podcast and sharing her (laughs) insights. And we definitely hope to connect with more people who are about different ideologies, different perspectives, orientations. It doesn't matter. We want to hear from you for sure. We want to elevate it. We want to highlight it. Please, by all means, share your feedback. But, Jay, this has been a three-day stretch. I'm beat. <laughs> I'm ready to take a little break before we do our next recording. Now I got, and I got to do all the editing. Hey, this is all good, man. This is just part of the process. But, Karen, thank you again from the bottom of our hearts and the Genuine Content family. You are a part of it now. Thank you. Thank you so me. much. All right, we out of here.